What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Drinks with Dub, and I am your host, Ian Dub, aka Mr. No Filter, aka Mr. No Chill, aka your favorite podcast host's favorite podcast host. I am Dub City. Thank you for tuning in and checking me out this week. Um, first off, real quick, um, this is three. I think this is three weeks in a row that I am putting out a brand new episode on time as scheduled. Round of applause for me for that. This is a uh, personal best over the past few months. Uh, Things have not always gone as planned for a variety of reasons, but I am getting back into the swing of things. And like I said, three weeks in a row, so pat myself on the back um, because I don't know if anybody else will do it or not but like I said I'll pat myself on the back for that Um, feels good to be kind of getting getting back into the swing of things getting back on the roll Uh, for those of you that been listening for a while thank you for your patience and uh, sticking with me for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time thank you for taking the time to check me out during your day or evening or whenever it is you decide to listen to podcasts um also if you haven't already feel free to look me up on facebook instagram whatever uh drinks with dub uh you can follow me on facebook and instagram and that's really the only two social medias i have i don't do uh i don't do snapchat and twitter and all that kind of shit but Look me up on those. I'm going to try to get better at that eventually. Right now, I'm just concentrating on putting out episodes, and then we'll worry about the social media stuff. But whatever platform you're listening on, take the time out to subscribe, like, follow, or whatever it is you do. Um, I don't know what you're listening on right now, but podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play, and basically almost anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. I am still working on trying to get accepted and approved for iHeartRadio. As of yet, that is yet to happen, but if and when it does, I will let you know, and you can listen to me on iHeartRadio, but until then... Uh, Feel free to keep listening on whatever you're listening on, and I thank you, and I appreciate it. Um, Trying to think any hot topics I want to touch on real quick before I dive right into the show. Oh, I know what. Um, I had a brief conversation today with with my man Jonesy from uh, allflix.tv. Be sure to check him out. Uh, on Facebook and Instagram, follow him for your movie reviews and all of that kind of stuff and drop him a comment or leave him a DM and tell him that he needs to get uh, his microphone situation taken care of so he can start back doing his segment on this show uh, as the movie plug and letting you know what's going on in the world of movies and entertainment and such things because he's been slacking for the past few weeks. I'm on my shit, now he's off his shit. But uh, shout out to him for that. Um, But we talked real briefly because today, or yesterday now, because it's after midnight when I'm recording this, but either way, uh, sorry about that, something just popped up on my computer and I didn't know what it was. But either way, uh, 
had a brief conversation with him today because the uh, the new trailer for Avengers, uh, the new trailers for Avengers dropped. I'm sorry, it's it's, it's uh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting. I've got a spam, a spam thing in my uh, Facebook right now. It's one of those. Uh, I had a relative or something that passed away and left like millions of dollars that I need to do something with. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Anyway, I'm scrolling through this. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the distraction. I am easily distracted. I do this. This is not, this is obviously not the most professionally put together show that you're going to listen to, or maybe it is. I don't know how many shows you listen to, but this, this is not that. <laughs> but the new trailer, like I was saying, the new trailer for Avengers Endgame dropped today, and I, you know, I notice things like I'm not a super, super movie person. Like, I don't, you know, I like movies. I actually, I love movies, but, you know, as far as the theories and spoilers and Easter eggs and stuff, I'm not too big on it. But one thing I did notice and nobody else seemed to care or pay attention is that at the end of the trailer, Thor has his hammer. And so I'd asked him about, I was like, hey, so. I hit Jonesy up, I was like, so we just going to ignore the end of the trailer for Endgame? And he thought I was talking about Captain Marvel. And I'm, he's like, no, well, you know, at the end credits for Captain Marvel, she was with the Avengers. So it's not really that, you know, we knew that was going to happen. I'm like, no, I'm talking about Thor's hammer. And he was like, oh, shit. Like, he didn't even notice. He didn't even notice it. You know what I mean? And so, like, we, he scrolled through. He's looking on YouTube comments, and nobody's talking about the fact that Thor has his hammer, which was destroyed in the last Thor movie, movie Ragnarok. And then he spent half of Infinity War trying to replace the hammer, not build a new one or get it back, just replace it. And now, all of a sudden, it's back. To me, that's a big deal. It should let you know some shit is screwy and crazy that Thor all of a sudden has his hammer back and nobody seems to care but that's just me and maybe it is nothing and that's maybe it's nothing and maybe that's why I'm not the movie plug maybe that's why Jonesy is the movie plug I'm just the guy that talks about some shit and movies sometimes it's one of them but <laughs> there was that um I don't know if I talked about the R. Kelly thing last week or not, but I mean, this R. Kelly situation, um, it's ridiculous. Like the interview with Gail King and then the interview that the two girls that live with him did, it's just a hot mess. And I, I don't, I don't understand any part of any of it. Nothing that nobody has said through this entire thing has made sense. Like, nothing he said has made sense. Nothing these girls said. Nothing these parents have said. Like, the parents are like, oh, well, we thought that he could help her with a singing career. And then they're like, we don't even sing. 
and then he's like, oh, they just wanted money, but he ain't got no money. It's, it's a whole fucking mess. Look, if he's doing shit wrong, he need to be punished for it. But other than that, like, I don't know what to say about the situation. Because everybody's up in arms talking about, oh, they just trying to tear down a black man. No, they just, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. And then they want to point out, like, I keep seeing the shit on Facebook all of a sudden. Oh, Elvis was married to, to you know, his 14-year-old wife or some shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, that was fucked up. But that was also, like, the 50s or some shit when nobody cared. You know what I mean? Like... This is one thing I can't stand. I cannot stand for when people want to look at history and then judge people by our standards today. Like that bothers me. It's a, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Like there was different standards. It was a different time. Doesn't make it right, but it just means that we as a people have learned from such things. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so locally here we have a grocery store called Piggly Wiggly. I think it's it's a chain. It's a chain of grocery stores that's through some portion of the South. I don't know. But locally here, the Piggly Wiggly is one of like two grocery stores that we have. And way back when, and I say way back, it's really not that way back in the grand scheme of history but my mother as a teenager was the first black cashier to work at Piggly Wiggly okay because it's, it was that time it was that time in the world when things were just being integrated like there was still separate schools and you know all these things were going on it wouldn't make sense to me to go back and look at Piggly Wiggly then and be like, oh, they didn't let black people be cashiers. Piggly Wiggly is racist. Boycott Piggly Wiggly because in 1961, they wouldn't let black people be cashiers. Like nobody was letting black people be cashiers. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case, it was a completely different time that make it right. But I'm just saying it was a different time and we don't, there's no need going back and trying to apply today's standards to a different time. Just my two cents on that. Uh, and that's really all I got to say. Uh, I don't really know too much else going on in the world that I really want to talk about. Uh, so... If you've clicked on this show or whatever the case may be, or if it's popped up in your notifications, you have seen the title. Today's show is about why I don't rap anymore. And for those of you that don't know, if you're just tuning in, if you're just being exposed to end of Dub City, whatever, if you're just being exposed to me, let me rewind a little bit and tell you how we got here to the podcast. Basically, at one point, I wanted to be a rapper. You know, that that was the goal, that was the plan or whatever. Like, me and some people, you know, to varying, various degrees, we recorded rap music, put it on 
put it online, social media, CDs, whatever, trying to come up, trying to make it. Uh, one of the things that I realized at the time, this is, you know, seven, eight years ago probably now, is that with this music thing, I needed to establish myself on social media. You know what I mean? I need to get a social media following to to raise my profile with the music. So I started being a lot more active on Facebook at the time and still Facebook today. But at the time, I was like, you know, I need to be more active on Facebook and, you know, sell myself there, on my, you know, with my personality and this and that to draw more attention to the music. And basically, over time, I realized that people really responded to my personality, be it my opinion on things from a thoughtful perspective or me just fucking off and being funny, people really seem to like that. And over time, I decided to kind of, you know, it's kind of a gradual thing to focus more on that than necessarily the music. And doing that, you know, it's like, okay, what do I do with social media? Like, you know, I did the show last week about, you know, all hail the Kardashians, but in all seriousness, what, you know, what can I do to turn this into something? And the idea of the podcast was born and has gone through changes over the past few years and whatever, whatever. But that's how we got here. The podcast came from me being on social media, trying to promote music. So. That's the very short and sweet version of music to the podcast. Now, talking about music, um, 2000, you know, the early 2000, mid 2000s, I guess maybe, everybody was rapping. You couldn't walk down your block without bumping into a local rapper that was telling you he finna be the next insert whatever rapper was hot that year. You know, that's just the way it was. It was, was going to be the next Lil Wayne or the next, next Luda or the next Drake or the next Plies or whoever was popping most at the time. We were finna be that, okay? In all actuality, none of us was that, but that's, that's beside the point. So, you know, rap for me started probably in in all seriousness, probably a few years after high school. Definitely a few years after high school. But even through high school, like, there was some people, you know, back then that was actually recording music, you know. Uh, Trey Mack, you know, shout out to him. Uh, uh, he was recording music, you know, a lot, you know, back then when we were still in high school. Actually, he was in middle school recording music. But, uh, he was one of the few that was actually recording music. Uh, shout out to uh, Chase and Big Mo, R.I.P. to the King, uh, High Rollers. They they was starting to record some music, you know, back then. But for the most part, all we really did was freestyle. You know, just hang, kind of hanging out, bullshit, and freestyle a little bit to pass the time. That's what we did. Cool. Over time, you know, as we started realizing. You know, this technology to record is really not that complicated or, you know, it's really accessible. Like, it's easy to get your hands on. All you need is a computer, a program, and a mic. Like, this is this is something that's not, 
you know, some far-fetched fantasy to actually record music. So that's, you know, more and more people started doing it. And I didn't do it for a long time. Like I said, I was going to do it. Wrote songs and this and that and freestyled over beats and, you know, like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do, you know, just never did anything. It was probably, it was 2007 when I recorded my, actually recorded a song. You know, recorded a song, you know, and then recorded another and just snowballed from there. Next thing I know, like, oh, I'm rapping now. And, you know, at the time it was very scattered. Uh, you know, there's no organization to it whatsoever. It's just I'm going to record, you know, songs until I get enough and I'm going to burn a CD and write a title on it and pass it out to my friends and see if they'll give me a dollar or two dollars for it or whatever and just, you know, rent, cycle, repeat, <laughs> you know, basically. Um, started started doing that. And then in 2010, 2010 is when we really started rolling. But at the same time, I was doing what I was doing you know, the homie, Gutter Boy, uh, a.k.a. Rick, uh, Rick Morris, you know, we've been friends since high school. You know, he was doing his thing. He was he was repping with a group out of Clarksville called DP. And so he, they was doing what they was doing, making whatever noise they was making. I'm trying to make whatever noise I'm making. And me and him had, had talks and, hey, man, you need to come join the group. You need to get down with us, whatever, whatever. All right, cool, cool. So we decided that we was going to do that. You know, one day we made it official. Like, and when I say official, it was just like, hey, you're going to be in the group now. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, we wasn't, we didn't have contracts and paperwork or nothing like that. We was just, I'm a part of the group. And I don't think I ever, I recorded, I think, two songs that was intended to be DP songs. But for whatever reason, that whole thing fell apart. I think mainly because because of the distance, because Rick had moved back here. They were still, actually one of them was still in Clarksville. One of them had moved to Kentucky or whatever. It just, it wasn't working out. But in the meantime, me and Rick started recording. And at the time, we were married to first cousins. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, our wives at the time were first cousins. They're still married. I'm not. But that's that's neither here nor there. But, you know, we're married to first cousins. We've got we've got a child. They've got one child and I think one on the way. Yeah. They've got one child and one on the way. So, you know, we're all together all the time, hanging out. The girls are doing whatever it is they do in the other room while we just record music, knocking out music all the time, you know, to the point where he's at my house when I'm not there recording music. And I just come home from work. He's like, new nigga, I laid this hook down. I need a verse from you. And I'll be like, okay, now in my head, put the headphones in, knock out a verse. We got a song. So, you know, we do that and, you know, we hit in the street trying to push the shit and blah, 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 blah. Shit ain't working whatever i mean it's working but it ain't really working working we starting to make a little name for ourselves around here locally they know we rap they know we can spit you know 
but it just it, it never took off the way we wanted it to take off now the thing about music for me at the time was I just loved doing it like the whole process of making music I fell in love with from the process of picking out a beat coming up with a hook you know writing a verse piecing it together and you know just all of it fell in love with the the energy of it the creativity of it you know the freedom of it for one you know what I mean because you know there was nothing that told me at the time you know when I put those headphones in step into the you know booth it's just me let loose you know what I mean like I had a conversation with Brittany sometime in the past couple of years about that at the time music for me it wasn't about expressing emotion it was about releasing energy and it didn't matter what the emotion was I needed to get the energy out you know what I mean like I could be sad and record a, a club song and feel better or vice versa like I could be super hype and end up recording a sad type song it wasn't you know necessarily like oh I'm sad I need to express this it's no I feel something I need to express something I need to you know get the jitters out so to speak so I was one I was always down you say you say studio I'm with you let's go you know what I mean however you want to do it now over time I became a very quick worker when it came to recording and this is this is when this is when it started to go off the rails. I don't say go off the rails, but this is when things started to be different for me because, you know, I'm working a full-time job. I got a wife at the time. You know, I got a young son that I want to spend time with. I don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? So I wasn't one to want to go in the studio and hang out, smoke two blunts, freestyle for 20 minutes and you know what I mean like I want to get in record be done ride out on to the next one do whatever it is I got to do so that was one reason why it was you know it was one reason why I was able why I stepped away from doing music because the process of doing music wasn't conducive to what I was wanting to do with my life at the time you know what I mean? Like, and no disrespect, everybody's got their process. You know, my process is quick. You know what I mean? Like, in and out. I'm all business, you know, when when I was recording. Which is which is odd to think about seeing how lackluster I am with this podcast and have no organization whatsoever. But with the music, like if you say you got a verse, you want me to lay a verse, I'm gonna try to be ready, you know, when you when I come to come to the studio, I'm gonna try to be ready to lay it down, get it done. What else we doing? So that was one reason that you know what this ain't this ain't working for me. And you know, cause like I said, everybody's got their own process of how they do things. And you know, shout out to them for that. But you know, 
the 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 laze laze process did, did just never cut it for me. And so then, you know, as we start, as me and him start, you know, going and doing things and trying things, branching out, meeting people, quote unquote networking, you know, then that's that was that was the other thing that that really rubbed me the wrong way was the so-called businessmen that I would deal with. And I say so-called businessmen because obviously there was no actual business being conducted. It was just people that did shit. But, you know what I mean, it's so-called hustlers that's about their money and about their paper that's really not, you know. They just want to have that image and I've mentioned this on another episode. I can't remember, you know, why or whatever. When you taking my money, me and you just became very serious. You know what I mean? Like, if me and you are in any kind of business, I expect a product or a service in a timely professional manner. You know what I mean? The dude that cuts my grass. Me and him been friends since hell, since before I can remember. And that's all well and good. But, you know, when it comes to this grass cutting, if you say you're going to come cut my grass on Saturday morning, I expect you to cut my grass on Saturday morning. That's just the way, just the way I get down. You know, if you can't cut it on Saturday morning, let me know for whatever reason. You know, hey, man, you know, such and such come up. It'll might be, it'll be Sunday evening before I get down there or you know, I'm, I, I won't be able to make it this week for whatever reason in case I need to go another direction. Now, I'm not one to, you know, my grass, you know, obviously I like my grass to be cut, but it's not, you know, super important. So, but if it was, you know what I mean? Like, let's say I'm having people over to my house on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. And I expect my, I am thinking my grass is going to be cut and I'm going to clean the house and this and that. And then all of a sudden, dude don't show up to cut my grass. Now I'm scrambling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like that kind of shit. And that's the kind of shit that get happening to me dealing with these business men in rap. Uh, the last little solo project I tried to put out, you know, they told me, yeah, this the dude you need to talk to you know, he, what he did, uh, he did laser printing on like the CDs or whatever, like, you know, printed, he printed up CDs, like mass produced them and, you know, laser printed stuff on them, like logos and all of this shit. So I'm, I, I'm talking to him. We go back and forth. We set a price, you know, he'll do X amount of CDs for X amount of money. I'll give him X amount up front, you know. The rest on the day, you know, I picked the shit up from him. You know, we got all this set up. It's supposed to be on point. He like a, he an hour and a half away from me, though. Cool. I'm going to drive to him. I'm going to meet him at such and such place at such and such time. I get there, drive an hour and a half, get to such and such place at such and such time. Dude ain't nowhere to be found. So I tried to call him. He don't answer the phone. 
call him again. He don't answer. Spend, spend about an hour and a half, two hours waiting on dude, thinking, you know, something came up, he'll hit me up, blah, 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 blah. I start working on some other stuff that I can be doing at the time. Never hear from dude. Driving an hour and a half home, he gonna hit me up talking about, oh, my bad, man, I overslept. You overslept for six fucking hours? You know what I mean? Not like, you know what I mean? Like, nigga, I done spent my whole day with this. And you just, oh, my bad. Like, to me, that's not business. And like, you were supposed to be like professional, like somebody that is somebody. So, that was, that was something I got tired of dealing with. You know what I mean? Like, I can't deal with, you know, I couldn't deal with the bullshit of, you know, people, people hustling. Like, because that's, that's what the rap game was to so many people that I see. It's a hustle. And people be like, oh, what's wrong with a hustle? And everybody need to hustle. No, everybody need to grind. It's a difference between hustling and grinding. Because when you say hustle to me. And this is just my opinion, my perspective. You can disagree if you want to. When you say hustle, that mean that implied to me that somebody's winning and somebody's losing. Like you go to the pool hall and it's a hustler that's a pool hustler who act like he can't play and he be missing shots and he fucking up and he'd be like, all right, man, let's uh let's make it interesting. Let's play five dollars a ball and be like, oh okay, and then they lose, you know. And then all of a sudden, all right, double or nothing. Let's just go up to $50 a ball. And all of a sudden, they bust out a professional cue that they've been hiding under the table somewhere. And they run the table on your ass and take all your money. That's a hustle. You know what I mean? White men can't jump. You know what I mean? Like, pick any player out here. I'll, you know, I'll pick the worst player here. Matter of fact, I'll let you pick my teammate and we'll beat you. And what did he do? He had the he had the goofy looking white boy sitting there like he can't play. You know what I mean? He just looked goofy like, ooh, I'm going to pick that motherfucker. And guess what? Dude could ball. And they won and took people money. That's a hustle. You get what I'm saying? To me, the rap game shouldn't be a hustle. But it is. You know what I mean? There's too many people trying to... Trying to just up they self just enough to take something from somebody else. You know what I mean? And so, and because of that, they end up living in, living in this dream world that's not real. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so, one of the things that always bothered me, that I always questioned and I always had a problem with was the shows that we would do. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love performing. Like, performing was one of the things that I love most, just being on stage, getting hype, and being in that moment. Great feeling. But, you know what I'm saying, doing local shows or whatever the case may be, it's always a struggle to get people there. You know what I mean? And it's, and we, we say, oh, support your local artists or whatever. You'll pay 
X amount of money to go see Drake or Future or, you know, whatever, but you won't pay to go see, you know, MC, MC down the block. Let me tell you, let me tell you why I won't go pay to see MC down the block. Because nobody has done anything to prove to me that MC down the block is worth my money. Because like I said, I'm serious about my money and I'm also serious about my time. At this point now, I got three kids. So, if I get, you know, me and my girl get three, get some combination of three babysitters to watch these three kids, to go out and do something, damn it, it better be worth it. But here's the problem with the, with the local shows. If the local shows book people first come, first serve. Be like, hey, I'ma do, hey, I'ma do the rapper Palooza showcase on such and such date. I got 10 slots, hit me up. And to me, that's just backwards. It's ass backwards. You shouldn't be asking people who want to perform. You should be looking for who you want to perform at your showcase or your your concert or your show or whatever. You know what I'm saying? One like all the years I performed, I never had to audition. And you might say, like, oh, what's wrong with that? Like, what's the big deal about that? It's because there's no screening process. Because here's the deal. I say to myself, you know what? I want to throw, you know, I want to throw Rappapalooza in such and such building. So I'm going to go down to the building, to the venue, how much it costs to rent the venue out for five hours or whatever. And they tell me it's going to cost, it's going to cost $1,500. You know what? I don't, I don't have $1,500. So this is what I do. I go and get 15 rap artists, get 15 local artists, and tell them I got these slots for $100 a piece so I can pay for the building. Now, nothing about that $100 says that they're any good. Nothing, nothing about that $100 says their music is good. Nothing about that $100 says that they know how to perform. But I didn't ask them those questions. I just needed the $100 from them. So once I got the 1500 now I can go book the building. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's backwards to me. If you can't book a building and, you know, fill it up in some form or fashion with people, you, you don't need to be doing what you're doing. Okay, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with rap. Like if you can't rap, you can't rap. If you can't promote, you can't promote. You know what I mean? Like you need to be to the point where you need to be saying who's hot, who's you know who's hot in the streets, who's who's got a buzz. Let me talk to them and say, hey, I want to do this showcase. Blah 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 blah. Well, you perform on it, and you'll bring some fans. You'll bring people in. Now, the thought process is that if I get these motherfuckers to pay $100, they're going to bring some people with them. But guess what? If they haven't to pay to perform, that means that people are not paying to see them perform. Just think about that. Think about that. Let that marinate.
if you having to pay to perform, then that means people are not paying to see you perform, which means that you finna have to beg your five, six people to come to the show just like everybody else did, and they don't want to be there. They just there to drink and get high and hoping some hoes in the building that they can holler at, and they ain't paying no attention to none of these motherfuckers on stage, you included. That's just the way it works. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a it's a fake word. It's a it's a it's a house of cards. It's an image that's built on layers of nothing that I'm putting on top of shit. That's you know, and to me like it's just it's head scratching. It makes me shake my head and it just it like makes me not want to be a part of it. Like, no man, like I'm not I'm not finna play this game. Like I'm not gonna play this game with y'all. You know what I mean? Like I you know I had a I had this girl to you know, she is a photographer. That is what she does by trade. And, you know, I knew her bef- I knew her before she really got before she got into photography. So when she got into photography, she would do photo shoots for me and album covers for me. But people would look at it, you know, my album cover or whatever or who done it and be like, oh, well, you need you need such and such to do your album cover for what? I got somebody doing my album covers like I'm not going to pay this money just to say that so-and-so at Photoshop did my album cover. Like, this this person right here is able to take, you know, the image that I want and present it. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I wanted. This is what I got. I don't, it shouldn't matter, you know what I mean, who, who done this shit. Because the only people that care about who done this shit are the people doing the shit. You know what I mean? Like, we had a, you know, I had a conversation with somebody about a music video because that's, that was the biggest thing we ever did. We shot the, the I'm a Warrior video on the hill at the ward school and everybody loved it. Here's the thing about that. We shot that with a $50 camera, maybe. It might have been a $50 camera. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing fancy or special about it. But, you know, three, four years later, now it's, oh, we need to hire, we need to hire such and such uh, production to shoot the video because they, they such and such, you know, they so-and-so or whatever. It's like, they somebody. So that's going to get people to take us serious. Like, who's going to take us serious? Like, the people that's going to watch the video don't know these people. You get what I'm saying? Like, you take the average motherfucker that you're trying to promote your music to, they don't know who shot the video. You get what I'm saying? Like, very few people, very few people have ever asked me or cared who shot that music video that we did? So it does, to me it makes no sense to say, oh, uh, oh, DJ such and such is gonna shoot our video if the person I'm talking to don't know who DJ such and such is. 
You know what I mean? That's just the way I look at it. You know, and a lot of people look at it, you know, differently. So, instead of stressing myself out and beating myself over the head and trying to, you know, kick down doors that people don't want kicked down, it's just like, you know what, man? I'm I'm just not going to deal with this. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to leave the music, the, the, the rap game to y'all. Y'all want the business? Y'all want to do the music business? Y'all go ahead and do that. I'm going to step back. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to have some fun. If you got a verse for me, you want me to drop some bars, I'm always down to do that. That I can do. You know what I mean? But as far as trying to be involved in the shit and like, oh, let's let's do this and let's do this and make this plan. Nah, I'm not, not having it. You know what I mean? Because it's just a game I choose not to play. And if you choose to play that game more power to you, I hope things work out for you. Like, I really do. And I don't mean that sarcastically, like, good riddance to you. See how that works out for you. No, like, I wish people success. You know what I mean? Because we can all have success. You know, there's plenty of success to go around in the world. And it's and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, like, and I don't even know this is, this doesn't really have anything to do with me and the rap game, but just the rap game in general today from what I see, and hear people say. People talk about. People talk about these these artists that are so hot and so popping and so big and I look at them and I'm like eh they're really not though they're really not that big because if they was that big they would be doing bigger things because you know here's my thing about success there's levels to success you know there is a you know there's a spot for you on the ladder that you can do something, be good at it, and make a living or whatever, and be comfortable doing what you're doing. There's a level for you that you can attain attain, and be there. But having said that, if your goal is not to be the best at what you're doing, and make it to the top level of what it is you're doing, I think you're doing it wrong. You, you shouldn't be doing it. No kid has ever sat in his backyard with a football and said, one day I'm going to be on the NFL practice squad. Nobody has ever said that. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, you don't go, as you're a kid, you don't count down you know, three, two, one, and shoot a jump shot to, you know, and pretend you're in the fucking G League. No, you pretend you're winning the NBA Finals. Or you pretend you're in the major leagues. Or be like, you know, you know, uh, Brittany's, Brittany's got a little cousin who's a baseball player. It's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good, you know, pretty good baseball player. He's a high school, you know, high school student, whatever. If you walked up to him today and asked him, what is your dream with baseball? He's going to tell you, I want to play in the major leagues. 
He's not going to tell you, man, my ultimate goal one day is to play double A ball. Like, no. Like, that's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing double A ball, you know, or single A or triple A or, you know, playing in the CFL or any of that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not your goal. That's not where you want to be. It's like you, you know. Uh, you know, and so I see people, you know, rappers would come to town, not to town, but to Nashville. And it'd be like six, seven, you know, rap artists that people swear is hot. They hot. They the hottest thing in the streets or they the best rapper out right now. Everybody love them. And it'd be six, seven of them that go to the municipal auditorium and you can still get tickets the day of the fucking show. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, another big artist or two, Drake and Future, sell out the Bridgestone Arena in a fucking hour. But you telling me that that these six artists is bigger than Drake and more people is bumping them and riding with them. Like, obviously not, because... The Bridgestone is 10 times bigger than the Municipal, and it took seven of them, and they couldn't sell it out. So, but, you know, so don't lie to yourself about, don't lie to yourself about what success is. There's success, but then there's also goals, and there's levels to it. Like, you can't get to one level and pretend you're at the next level, or convince somebody that you're at the next level. And you see that a lot in rap. Rap's a strange form of music. Rap's the only form of music that you get no credit for performing somebody else's work. And what I mean by that is if I sat here and I rapped you an Eminem verse, you wouldn't care. Like if I rapped you right now, start to finish, the real Slim Shady, you wouldn't care at all. Now if I did something now if I did some of his newer shit like Rap God, you'd be impressed that I was able to, you know, keep up with that tempo and that cadence, but you other than that you wouldn't care. Like I can rap a Drake song right now, so what? But if I got on this microphone right now, and I'm trying to think who's hot right now, who's a singing motherfucker. But and and I sang some Al Green. I'm talking, I sang it. You'd be like, oh, that motherfucker right there, somebody. That motherfucker got talent. Or if, you know, if I grab a guitar and I play you some Metallica or some Jimi Hendrix or, you know what I mean? I sit down at the drums and I play some Travis Bar, some of Travis Barker shit. You know, if I, you know, perform somebody else's music well enough, you'll care and you'll take notice and you can make a living doing that. You know what I mean? Like, you can make a living as a cover band. You ain't got to do nothing original. You just got to learn how to do what another motherfucker already did. You know, you can be a wedding singer. You ain't got to write no music. Just sing songs that other people have already sang and made popular. And people will love you for it, and you can make a living doing that. I cannot be... You can't be a cover rap artist. You know what I mean? Like, I can't decide, you know what... I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cover Drake. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna 
pay me some money and I'll come to your bar mitzvah or whatever and perform Drake songs for you. You know, rap's the only form of music you can't do that with. You know, American Idol's back. You're going to hear people slinging all kind of shit that they ain't wrote. And we gonna love them for it and tell how amazing they are. But that's a whole, like I said, that's a whole nother tangent. That's a whole nother thing. But, you know, like I said, it is what it is. All of that wrapped into a nutshell and the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs and the valleys and unnecessary detours that I took basically is why I don't rap no more. So... Take that for what you will. If you're still listening, uh, if you're still listening and followed all of that, thank you. Uh, if you tuned me halfway, if you t- turned it off, you know, or skipped around or whatever you did, thank you too. If you didn't listen to the whole thing, well, fuck you. Uh, that um, that's just is what it is. Um, but yeah, people, that's that's really all I got, man. Uh, thank y'all for, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, riding with me, spending spending a little portion of your day listening to the podcast. I'm gonna shoot for four, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for four in a row, and try to be back next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, man, like I said, if you like I said earlier, if you haven't already, like like the page on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, whatever platform you choose to listen on. Uh, subscribe, whatever you can do. Rate, uh, rate me. Give me a five star rating, preferably. Give me a five star rating, people. I really appreciate that. Write a review, whatever it is you want to do, man. Show me some love. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, critiques, whatever, feel free to drop those on the social media. DM me, private message me. Or if you can email me, drinkswithdub at yahoo.com. Maybe I'll read it on the air. Maybe I'll just reply to you personally. Whatever you want me to do. I just want to have fun. I enjoy doing this. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy too. I'm assuming if you're still with me at this point that you do enjoy. Otherwise, you'd you'd cut me off by now. But this has been, been the... Another episode of Drinks with Dub. I'll be back, like I said, hopefully next week, and that'll be four in a row. That'll be a new personal record. You know, might have to do a little happy dance on here. But uh, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to do that. I can't dance. Uh, You know, can't dance at all. Uh, But that's a different story for a different day. Um, Yeah, social media, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, email, all Drinks with Dub at yahoo.com anything you want to say to me feel free um i love I, I love the back and forth i love the fun uh exchanges that i have when i get to have them but until then have a good day have a good week all that good stuff if you've decided not to listen to me anymore have a good life if you're gonna keep listening Hopefully I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. And like I always tell you, if you knew better, you do better. Peace.